uh, him freeing us essentially uh, from our sales. Um, we even talked about, you know, the fact that some stuff ain't ain't the devil. Uh, some stuff's Jesus got to free you from you. He's got to free you from uh, the bondage of your flesh and things like that. So uh, tonight uh, we're going to look at Jesus from another perspective. Uh, and I want us to look at uh, Jesus, my light. Jesus, my light. All right. Uh, pretty basic concept, but I think that there's a lot we can pull from it. Uh, and make it very relevant to uh, our everyday lives. So uh, as we get ready to, to prepare to continue in this, uh, of course, we're going to go to God uh, for a word of prayer. Uh, but also, I want to give you a few seconds uh, to share uh, with, with your uh, timeline, share with your friends. Uh, this is your uh, mode of evangelism. Uh, so now uh, tonight you're evangelizing by hitting the share button. OK, uh, don't take too much energy and it doesn't take uh, very much time. Just hit the share button. Uh, and if you're really excited about uh, what God is going to do tonight, uh, I would encourage you to tag five people and tell them to, to get to Bible study. Uh, tag them right in the comments and tell them to get to Bible study. All right. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for another day. We thank you for another opportunity to go into your word, to grow, uh, to share together, to grow together, to, to uh, encourage one another, but also to be convicted by your spirit so that we can make the necessary changes uh, to put a smile on your face. God, we thank you uh, for what is going to take place here tonight. Uh, and we do so in the mighty name of Jesus. And it's in that name we say, amen. All right. Let's get to it. So um, uh, if, if, this is your, uh, if this is your first time with us on a Wednesday night, uh, I want to I wanna encourage you that if you have any questions, okay, if you have any questions, uh, put them on. Uh, go ahead and put them in the in the in the comment section. Put them in the chat, uh, and I will address uh, the questions I actually have. I got y'all pulled up on my phone this week, so so I can see your questions as they come. Uh, I won't I won't uh, really be able to address all the comments. Uh, however, um, I will answer questions. All right. Uh, so if, if you're with us and you have questions, uh, make sure uh, that you put them in uh, the comment section. All right. All right. Jesus, my light. Jesus, my light. I, I want us to uh, I want us to really um, consider what we've learned already just as, you know, just as being Christians, just as being uh, uh, in church for any, any amount of time, uh, you've heard, uh, terms like, uh, Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. You've heard things like, uh, he, he's my light in darkness. Uh, there's songs and hymns, uh, written behind that thought. Um, but I, 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 when I, when I go into study scripture, um, I appreciate what I already know, uh, but I approach my study time as if I know nothing. 
Okay. Uh, so, so that's just a side note, just something that, that you can put into practice. Uh, when you go into your study time uh, with God and you go into your meditation time with God, approach it as if you know nothing. Uh, and what you'll find is that even the most familiar things, uh, the Holy Spirit will show you uh, and reveal some things to you that you had never, uh, never thought about and never considered. So Jesus, my light. Our focus scripture for tonight uh, is John chapter 8, verse 12. Uh, and, I, and I believe we're in the NIV uh, all night tonight. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 12. Um, and if you can't, if you if you if you can't turn to it, we'll put it on the screen for you. Uh, but it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, um, naturally, I really, <laughs> I really could just take that uh, and really just kind of break that that one verse down line by line. Uh, and that would give us an entire Bible study. Uh, but that's not what I want to do tonight. I want to use this as a reference point uh, for everything else that said. But there are a couple of things that I want you to consider from John chapter 8. The first thing is that Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. He says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, which means that, um, which means that, get this, uh, light, in general, uh, is less beneficial behind you than it is in front of you. Watch this. If, if, if the light, if there was a light in this room shining behind me, uh, it would cast a shadow in front of me. Okay. But as long as there's light in this room in front of me, it gives you a better view of me. Okay. So Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me, which means if you're following Jesus and, and he's the light of the world, that means the light is always in front of you. Right? So the view is always going to be more clear when the light's in front of you. Okay. So, so, so what that means is that sometimes, sometimes our confusion in life is because we've made moves where we've stepped ahead of Jesus in life. And now it's distorting our view. We're, we're trying to see uh, through shadows when we could be seeing through illumination but because we've stepped ahead of Jesus, because we've stepped ahead of the process, because we've stepped outside of the wheel, now the light is no longer in front of us, right? And it's, and it's now causing a shadow uh, because we didn't allow, uh, we didn't ensure that the light remained in front of us, okay? That's the first thing that I want you to see from, uh, from John 8, 12. Uh, the second thing is this. He says, whoever follows me, uh, will never walk in darkness. Okay. Uh, you'll never be in the shadow. If the light is in front of you, you'll never be in the shadow. If the light's in front of you, but whatever's behind you may be in the shadow. 
if the light's in front of you. Uh, but he says, he says, uh, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that part uh, a little, a, a little further along in, in, in tonight's lesson. Um, but he says, you will have the light of life. Uh, so, so I'll give you a preview of what we'll discuss here in just a second. And that is to say that light, that light represents life, right? When, when, when a baby is born, they've been in the womb and it's been dark, but when they enter the world, they see light for the first time that there's light. Uh, so light, uh, signifies uh, life. Light is a sign uh, of, of life. Okay. So, so, and we'll, like I said, we'll get into that a little more uh, here in just a little bit, but those are uh, just a couple of things that I want to make sure um, that you kind of pull from John chapter eight, verse 12. Uh, but we will consider uh, or we'll continue rather uh, uh, to pull out some, some light principles uh, uh, as we go deeper into, into the study. All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, point number one. Uh, I need us to really understand what is light. I need us to understand what is light. Um, I have three definitions. Uh, this is, this is, uh, nothing deep. This is nothing, uh, super, super spiritual or spooky. Uh, this is straight from dictionary.com. Um, and, and I believe they actually had more than three. Uh, but, but we'll, we'll look at these three. The first thing, uh, light is something that makes things visible. Okay. Now, ironically enough, 2020 is the year of vision. We, we the year of clear vision and 2020 has been a mess. It's been chaotic. I don't see how any of this is supposed to work out. Right. Um, and then the question then that you would want to ask yourself is, is there enough light in my life? Because, again, 2020 doesn't mean perfection. It means clear. Right. Uh, so so light is something that makes things visible. Right. So 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 in order for things to be to to really be clear, there has to be uh, a certain level and a certain amount of light involved. Right. And so uh, even through chaos, uh, even through calamity, even through, you know, everything that 2020 has brought us. <laughs> if you have enough light, even in a bad situation, at the least, I can see clearly. And this is why it's important to understand uh, Jesus's role as the light, because we will only really, truly, fully be able to see things clearly if we have the right amount of light and get this, not just the right amount, but it needs to be positioned properly. It needs to be positioned properly. Remember, I told y'all here in just the beginning, if the light is not positioned properly, 
then the light can also uh, begin to cast shadows in places that we really need to be able to see clearly in. Right. So that's all about light positioning and light uh, the way the way and manner by which we prioritize light. OK, uh, so so if we if we uh, if we um, interchange light and Christ, we'll see that at the nature, at the very core of Jesus, Jesus naturally does what light does. And this is why Jesus can emphatically say, I am the light. Right. He can emphatically say that because because all clarity comes through and from him. OK, so 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 we have to make sure if we understand that by definition, light is something that makes things visible and Jesus is the light. If we're having trouble seeing clearly, the first thing that I would encourage you to do, and I know it sounds like a cookie cutter answer, but I can't give you anything better. If you're struggling to see things clearly in your life, my first question to you is how much time are you spending with Jesus? Because Jesus never said he would take away your persecution. He never said that you would never go through anything. As a matter of fact, he says the exact opposite. If you're going to follow me, you're going to go through some stuff, but at least you'll be able to see your way through it. So when you go through periods of time in your life where your vision is not clear or where you can't seem to see your way, the first thing you should be asking yourself is, how much Jesus is in my life right now? Question number two, where is he positioned? Because him not being positioned properly, regardless of how much of him you have, if he's always second, third, fourth option, you're never going to be able to maximize his light in your life. Right? All right. Second definition for light. The first thing, something that makes things visible. Second definition for light is it is uh, illumination from a source. OK, now we're going to have to dig into this one a little bit deeper. This definition is not as clear cut as the first one. Uh, light is illumination from a source. I want you to understand this. Here is the power of light. Light, light is one of few things that can be reflected, but not lose power. Okay. Light, light can be reflected and not lose power. Here it is. It's illumination from a source. So, so. When people see a light in you, you're only being illuminated because you have a source where you're getting the light from. And all I am is a reflection of the real light. I'm not the light. I'm a reflection of the light. So even though you see certain things working in me, through me, for me, it's not me that's doing it. It's the light. And I'm just being illuminated from a source. 
Well, that's the way light works. Light works by being illuminated from a source. You work because you're being illuminated by the source. Okay? You're being illuminated by, by the source. Okay? So, so, so now this, this really uh, puts in perspective why the light's positioning is important. Okay, this puts in perspective why the light's positioning is important, because if the positioning is not correct, then the illumination can't take place properly. Let me prove it to you. Scientists say, whether you believe it or not, scientists say that the moon has no light of its own. Scientists say that the moon is a dark rock. Okay. The reason why scientists say the moon lights the night is because the moon, the light from the moon is actually just reflection from the sun. Okay. All right. I hope y'all getting this. Scientists say that, that the light you see from the moon is a direct reflection of the sun. All right. Uh, some of y'all ate good tonight. Y'all done already had dinner. Y'all done ate good. Y'all halfway sleep. Um, if the moon can be a reflection of the sun, why can't you be a reflection of the sun? If the moon is a reflection of the S-U-N, why can't you be a reflection of the S-O-N? The moon is being illuminated by a source. You're being illuminated by the source. So, so, so just because I make it, just because I make it look easy going through my problems, it's not because I'm that good, but it's because of the source. Just because, just because, uh, just because I don't let my problems uh, suffocate me, uh, I'm not always talking about how bad I've got it. Uh, just because I don't, I choose not to not to give a lot of attention to the things that are going wrong. It's not because I have that much power, but it's because I'm a reflection of the source. Okay, so so we gotta we gotta make sure that we really understand not just the definition of light, but also the perspective of light and also the position of light in order to maximize the fact that Jesus is the light. Because Jesus is going to be the light regardless. The question is, in your life, how am I going to use him? Hold on. How am I going to let him use me? Am I reflecting him well? All right. So. So uh, light is uh, something that makes things visible. Light is illumination from a source. And light. 
ignites. Light ignites. Okay. Now you gotta uh, uh, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Uh, lights, lights get hot. <laughs> okay. You change the light bulb in your house. Uh, you 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 change the light bulb in your house. You can't change it immediately after it blows because you gotta give it time to cool off because lights get hot. Okay. Lights get hot. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, uh, if you put light, if you put light through the right type of lens, uh, light can spark a match. Light, light can start a fire uh, if it's paired with the right, with the right uh, type of lens. With the, get this, with the right positioning and the right lens, life can start a fire with the right with the right positioning and the right lens. We've been talking about the position of the light. Where is, does the light position in your life with the right positioning and with the right lens 2020, with the right lens, clear vision, with the right lens, light and the right lens can start a fire. <laughs> okay, so, so, so if you use your light properly, uh, there, there is, there is, uh, uh, an igniting uh, that happens within your soul. There's, there's, there's an igniting. There's a fire uh, that 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 people will see, even if they don't, even if they can't really recognize that that's exactly what it is. Uh, there is something that people will see, and it's that fire that's been lit in, lit inside of you uh, because you have the right positioning of the light, and you have the right lens. Uh, a fire can be can be started. A fire can 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 break out, and so uh, and so this is why. This is why when you're in a worship experience, it shouldn't matter whether you're in the sanctuary or whether you're in the living room. When you have the light in the right position and you have the right lens, there should be a fire that sparks up inside of you. There should be a fire. Uh, uh, there should be a fire uh, that cannot be contained. That, that there, there's a fire. There's a fire that can't really be contained. So it doesn't matter where I am. Like I, like I told y'all on Sunday, there, there's some things uh, uh, that, that have been said specifically in the black church, but there's some things that have been said in the church over the years. And so now we just use them as shouting points. And, and, and if, if your sermon ain't hitting, nothing, hitting on nothing, then you can say these things and get everybody excited. But, but if you really consider the words and the meanings and the lens that a lot of people wrote these words to, uh, it really puts some things in perspective. So when when the old folks would say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all, he done, uh, all he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. That's not a shouting point. That is, I understand Jesus as the light of my life. And when I look at him through the right lens, there's a fire that's lit inside of me that really it, it, it's uncontainable. And I have I have to express that because because it, it's 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 a fire and it's burning inside of me. So so I have to express that. So this is not just uh, a term or a colloquialism that we use uh, for the benefit of climactic services. This is this is something that's real. Right. Uh, and so and so um, 
And so the light is also used to ignite. There are there are now entire buildings. There's automobiles that run completely off solar power. Solar solar power is the power that comes from the sun, the, the energy, the light, the strength that comes from the sun. There are things that are fully powered by energy and power from the sun. And if a car got enough sense to get its energy and its power from the sun, if a building has enough sense uh, to get its power and its energy from the sun, if somebody can create something with no life, no breath, that has enough sense to get its power from the sun, what do you look like sitting around moping in your circumstances when you got the light in front of you and you got the right lens? There should be a fire ignition igniting uh, and, and it should produce some power in your life. There should be there, there, there should be times in your life where you say to yourself, I, I can't wait until Sunday to get to altar prayer. I got I got I, I got listen, I got my own fire and I can deal with this my own self and I'll give pastor the testimony after it's over. But I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this right now. There should be a fire that that's that's lit inside of you that will give you the power to handle what you need to handle right now. The sanctuary ain't even open. So if you ain't got enough power to pray yourself through some stuff, if you ain't got enough power to meditate yourself through some stuff if you don't have enough power uh uh to 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 trust god through some stuff if you if you ain't got enough sense to get your power from the sun i don't know what to tell you because i can't come lay hands on you you you, you there has to be there has to be a fire started there has to be a fire started within you as a matter of fact when we get together really the only thing that should really be happening is that i put my fire with your fire and we have one big bonfire and and the enemy ought to be getting nervous because because you shouldn't be coming here trying to get trying to get lit off my fire no you got to come you got to have your own fire that you bring to the table and, and and let's handle this thing together the light is there uh not just to make things visible not just to illuminate but the light is also there to ignite some stuff this is why i struggle with understanding the concept of a lazy christian i struggle with understanding the concept of somebody who can say that they're a member of the of a church that they don't serve in I, I struggle to understand anyone who who can who can call themselves a, a servant of God, uh, and, and we ain't, we ain't seen you pick up no piece of trash. We ain't we ain't seen you hold a door open for nobody. We ain't seen you ask where a broom is. We ain't seen you pray for some some people. I done been in some churches where where week in and week out, it's certain people I ain't never even seen them smile. So you mean to tell me that there's a light igniting inside of you, and you ain't even smiled in six weeks? I, I, I struggle. I struggle to understand that. I struggle to understand that because when 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 you when you really when you really have the fire of God, when you really have the fire of God inside of you, uh, certain things just just can't happen. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Uh, let me give you this example. Uh, the three Hebrew boys, they get thrown into fire. OK, they get thrown into fire and not only do they get thrown into fire, but they've been thrown into a fire that's been raised. That The temperature has been raised seven times hotter than normal. The temperature has been raised so high that the people, the men, the soldiers, the guards who threw the Hebrew boys into the fire burned up, throwing them in. 
The three Hebrew boys are in the fire. They don't get consumed by the fire. What happens is the fire starts to burn off everything that's holding them in bondage. <laughs> so, so, so now, so now the three Hebrew boys say the three Hebrew boys, I'm wondering how is it that they're not consumed by the fire? The reason why they're not consumed by the fire externally is because the fire that was inside of them internally was way hotter than the seven times hotter fire externally. And all the fire externally could do was burn off the stuff that was holding them back in the first place. If you get a fire lit inside of you, the worst thing that can happen is that bondages are broken. If you get a fire inside of you, the worst thing that can happen is that freedom take place. If you get a fire inside of you, the worst thing that can happen is that I come out of a dark place because if a fire is lit, then there can't be any darkness. So the worst thing that can happen is that I come out of a dark place. How is it that you're that that you say you have a fire, but you're still living in darkness? Both things can't happen at the same time. All right. So. So um, now we understand uh, what light is. OK, uh, we understand the role of light. Now, I want you to look at light in, in another perspective. We've looked at it from, you know, its ability to make things visible, its ability to uh, illuminate other things, its ability to ignite things. Uh, I want us to look at uh, light as a guide. OK, I want us to look at light as a guide. And now when I'm talking about light, uh, I want us to really understand that light is a guide. Now. Get this. It is, it is a choice to follow Christ. Okay. It's a choice. It's a choice to follow Christ. Now, if Christ is the light of the world, but he doesn't force himself on you, uh, it's a choice to follow him. Here's why. The reason why I don't have to turn on lights at home is because it's my home. I know where stuff is. I'm comfortable there. But in the spiritual, if you can function without light, then that means you aren't progressing because you are only functioning in spaces that you're comfortable in. You're only functioning in spaces where I've done this over and over and over again, which means there is no growth, which means there is no progression, which means there is no process. You're just content with doing the same things over and over again. And once you get to that type of space in your spiritual life, uh, it actually shows that it's a sign of being an immature Christian because every day we should be striving to get closer and closer to God. So if you've gotten to a point where you no longer need light and you can navigate, get this, here it is. This is why some people can come to church and go through the motions they know when to stand up. They know when to sit down. They know when to cry. They know when to holler. They know when to say hallelujah. They know when to be quiet. They know when to walk, when not to walk. They've learned how to go through the motions, but that's because they've done the same thing for so long. But there is no spirituality involved. And so now that because there's no spirituality involved, because there's no progression, because there's no there's no improvement, there's no there's no striving to be closer to God. Now you just have people 
people going through the motions of church, but they're not tapping in spiritually. And so this is why then you get people in the congregation. Well, I just feel like my season is up because I'm just not growing. No, Negro, your season ain't up. You just aren't doing what it takes to progress your relationship. The preacher can't preach you into a better relationship with God. If, if I'm only preaching for an hour on Sunday, you got six other days, 24 hours, six more times to get closer to God. You got to be able to get some light for yourself. The light has to be a guide for you. Okay. So, so you have to make the choice whether to follow Christ or whether to live in darkness. These are your only two choices. There is no in-between. There's no dim area. You're either making the choice to walk in the light, to follow Christ, or to live in darkness. All right? Now, so, again, uh, to follow Christ is a choice. Walking in darkness is a choice. And just like we recognize that light is a sign of life, darkness is equally associated with death. So, so the problem is if you've become stagnant and if you've, if, if you've become, if you've become, if you've become overly content and your Christian lifestyle becomes mediocre, the problem is you're now get drifting further and further away from the light, which means that you are spiritually dying <laughs> because you're choosing darkness. Now, now I told y'all, I told y'all that at home, I, I choose not to, I choose not to turn on lights, but here it is. Let me help you understand something. I choose not to turn on lights at home in the natural. I choose not to turn on lights, but let me tell you what happens. Let me tell you one of the reasons why I don't turn on lights in my house uh, most of the time. A lot of times it's because if it's dark, for the most part, I know what's there. I'm comfortable. I know what's there, but here it is. I don't like artificial light. I, I, I'd much rather I'd much rather open the blinds and open the curtains than to turn on a light switch because I don't like artificial light. OK, all right. Y'all not going to like this. Y'all not going to like this. I don't like I don't like the idea of of something or someone pretending to do something that's not real. Let me put it to you like this. Uh, um, if you want me to try a new food, if you want me to try a new food, don't, you're not going to convince me to try a new food by telling me it tastes just like chicken. Because if it tastes like chicken, I'd rather just have chicken. I don't want to have like chicken. So, so, so I, I need, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want like, and this is, this is why I'm, I, I, I got to keep it real with y'all. This is why, uh, uh, as, as for most of y'all watching, uh, this is why as your pastor, I don't want to be put on a particular pedestal because if you start to elevate the pastor over the savior, uh, then you're, you're getting something that tastes like chicken. Here's the problem with that. I'm not Christ. I can't save you. I'm a Christian, which means I'm Christ-like. 
Okay. So, so, so the reason why I don't turn on lights in my house is because I don't really care for artificial light. As a matter of fact, artificial, I, I'm, I get, uh, I chronically get migraines and artificial light is a trigger for headaches for me. So, so, uh, when the fake light comes in, it makes me sick. This one, this one, don't deal with people. This one, don't deal. I don't, I don't like dealing with people who who like to play church. I don't, I don't because fake because artificial light makes me it makes me sick. All right. So 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 now so now uh I I just don't like. I just don't like artificial. I don't, my, my wife will tell you this. When her and I first started dating, when her and I first started dating, I told her, uh, I said, listen, I'm not a controlling type of guy, but if you want to know what I like, I don't like weave because I don't, I don't like artificial. I told her, I'll, I'll pay for you. I'll pay for you to go get your nails done every week, but I don't like the fake nails. Just get your real nails painted. I don't like that because I, I don't like, Unlike artificial, I don't like the idea that you're visually trying to make me think something's there that's not there. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Uh, uh, I can go into your house and I can turn off your light switch. Don't, don't pay that IPL bill and watch what happens to the lights in your house. Real light can be turned off. When last time somebody turned the sun off? Yeah, see, real light can't be turned off. So, so I, I, I want to know. I want to know what's really there. I want to know what's really there. Uh, and so, and so, we we gotta make sure that we are not uh, associating ourselves with death uh, because we're using because we're using artificial light. Because artificial light is only gonna get you so far. Eventually, you'll end up right back in the darkness. All right. So we got to we got to really be careful. Um, we got to really be careful with with how we handle. Uh, we got to really be careful with how we handle uh, our relationship and our experiences with Christ, because he's the light. He's the real light. He's the true light. All right. All right. Uh, let's keep it going now. Uh, this is what y'all really been waiting on. This is Bible study. Y'all need some scriptures. So uh, let's 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 find uh, let's see what the Bible has to say uh, about Jesus, the light. We got about 15 minutes. Uh, we got about 15 minutes to make this make sense. Uh, and we're going to make it do what it do in these 15 minutes. Uh, point number three, there's life in the light. So we got the light. We got light as a guide. Uh, but then I want you to understand and see that there is life in the light. All right. Uh, let's see. Get my stuff pulled up. Okay. Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. Psalm chapter 119, verse 105. Once you look at this real quick. Uh, Psalmist says, your word is a lamp for my feet 
and a light on my path. Okay, Psalmist says, your word is a lamp on my feet and a light on my path. Now, I've done this in Bible study before, but we might got somebody new tonight. So let me give this quick recap so I can make this make sense. Your word is a light for my feet and a light on my path. Jesus said in John chapter eight that I am the light of the world. The psalmist says your word is the light. Okay. Now, what you also have to remember is that Jesus is not only the light, but Jesus is also the word. Jesus is actually literally the word of God wrapped in flesh. So the psalmist says your word is a light unto my feet. So get this, not only your not only does your presence bring light to my life, but your word brings light to my life. Because as long as your presence is there, your word is there. And as long as your word is there, your presence is there. So there can't be one without the other because both of them are you. So your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. Get this. Uh, the, your word is a lamp for my feet, which means when I don't know which way to go, uh, I can follow your light because your word is a lamp for my feet. So now, now I can see where it is that I need to go and a light on my path. So now I have a clear vision on what obstacles may come along the way. I have a clear view of how to get through what might try to stop me along the way. It's both a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Jesus, your word is light. Uh, your word is light, but you are light and you are the word. So the psalmist, even in the Old Testament, is really referring to Jesus. I said it before. I'm telling you, these these, these verses that, that, that we're about to read right now, these are the scriptural reiterations of what we've already discussed. You want to know why it is you can't see where you need to go? Do you got enough word? Because the word is Jesus. So if you got enough word, if you can get the word, then you can get Jesus. And if you can get to Jesus, he'll give you the word. This is why uh, uh, we preach. We preach Sunday about the woman with the issue of blood. And if I would have kept reading, you will find that Jesus asked the question after she touches the hem of his garment. And even though she gets healing at that moment, Jesus says, who touched me? The disciples say, Jesus, you tripping all these people out of here. I'll hear a bunch of people don't touch you. He said, no, somebody touched me intentionally because I felt some power come out of me. Somebody touched me with the intent of getting something from me. And I felt that person get something from me. I need to know who it is. And so he sees the woman who touched him and get this. And Jesus has done this on multiple occasions. But Jesus then looks at the woman and says, your faith, get this. He doesn't say your faith healed you. He says your faith has made you whole. So just because she's in the presence of Jesus, she by, she as a byproduct gets a word from Jesus where because she got a word from Jesus, not only did she get her healing, but she also got wholeness. OK, so so when when you can get enough word and when you can get to the word, then you can get Jesus. And if you can get Jesus, Jesus will give you the word. And you'll actually if you can get the word and get Jesus, then you'll oftentimes get more than what you bargain for. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, let's keep it going. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter five, verse 16. Matthew chapter five, verse 16. Again, I think we're in the NIV all night. So um, Matthew 5, 16, uh, in the same way, let your light shine before others 
that they may see your good deeds, King James, New King James, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father uh, in heaven. Now, uh, I told you, I told you earlier in the study that your light, your light, you don't, you're in, you're an artificial light. You, you are, you are a reflection of the light, right? So, so people should be able to look at your lifestyle and see a reflection of Jesus in you out of what you do in your everyday life. Like I told you, how is it that you're a Christian and your light, there's not a light shining. When you walk into a room, uh, when you walk into a room, the conversation should shift. People shouldn't feel comfortable having certain conversations around you, not because you're judgmental, but because of the light. When, when, when you when you walk into a room, the atmosphere should shift. So when people uh, were, were already having a bad day and they got the Monday blues, they mad just because it's Monday. They don't even got no reason. They just mad just because it's Monday. But when you come in fresh shining with your Sunday glow because you still glowing from your Sunday worship experience right there in your living room. So when you show up to work on Monday, uh, you can change the atmosphere because they're seeing the light shine, uh, the reflection of light shine through you. So through your good deeds, through your works through how you treat people, how you love people, how you are a reflection of Christ. People should be able to see that and get this. They may not compliment you for it. That's okay because the goal is that it glorifies your father in heaven. When your coworkers are watching how you handle your ignorant supervisor, uh, they're watching you and they're watching how you handle it. And if you handle it correctly, they'll, it, it, it looks easy to deal with. It looks easy to deal with. But truth be told, you telling yourself all the while in the back of your mind, God, please get some glory from this, because if you don't, this is all in vain. God, I, the only the only reason why I ain't cussed this Negro out is because I'm hoping that you're going to get some glory. There should be a light that shines in you. There should be a light that changes things. See, I've told y'all before, I've told y'all before that your, 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 uh, your, your light darkness is darkness is the absence of light. So when you walk into a room, everything should change because you're bringing the reflection of the light with you. We got a question. What's the question? How, how will you know if your light is shining? How do we know if it's shining enough? So, so here's, here's the, here's the thing that I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two answers. That question came from, uh, I believe came from YouTube. Uh, how do you know when your light is shining enough? There's no such thing. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as your light shining enough. There's always room for your light to be brighter. We don't have the capacity in our human selves to ensure that our light is shining enough. This is why every day God gives us new mercies, because every day we're striving to be better than we were the day before. Right. So so in our in 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 our in, in our attempt to be better than we were the day before, each day our light should be a little brighter. Right. So so that's one answer to the question. Uh, but but you will you will be able to see you will be able to see the effects of light. There are there are effects of light. 
Okay, there are effects of light. See, there's storms that happen in life. There's storms that happen in life, but that's okay that the storms happen because after the storm, as long as there's light, things grow. Okay, so there's there's signs, there's signs that uh, things, certain things will happen when light is shining. Uh, um, if, if, if you grew up in a certain type of lifestyle, if you grew up in a certain type of lifestyle, you'll understand, you'll understand that when you turn the lights on, the roaches scatter. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what I heard. You understand that when you turn the lights on, the, 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 the roaches scatter when you turn the lights on. So, so when, 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 when you turn, when you walk into a room, if your light is shining, things that aren't supposed to be there run away. People, people, people get people get uncomfortable because because of the light. And again, it's not because I'm being judgmental. Uh, it's not because I'm being condemning. Uh, but but you're seeing the light that shines in me, and it's removing the the darkness that's in the room. So there's effects of light, right? So that so God will always God will always show you. Uh, uh, effects to having your light shine. Uh, but ultimately, we should never be thinking, uh, "Is this enough?" We should always be thinking, how can I shine more, Matthew 5, 16, for your glory? How can I shine more for your glory? All right. All right. Um, we stay in Matthew. Let's drop to uh, chapter 7, verse 14. Now. Uh, Matthew seven fourteen. Um, we're gonna have to take a second on this. Uh, Matthew seven fourteen. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Okay. Small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Now, uh, if the gate is small, what's the best way to find a small thing? Turn on the light. See, if a thing is big enough, if a thing is big enough uh, without light, you'll eventually just run into it. But see, a, a small thing uh, can be very easily overlooked. It can be very easily passed over. Uh, and so the Bible says that the gate uh, to eternal life, the gate that leads to life is small and narrow. So if we want to be able to make it through that small, narrow gate, we need a guide. We need a light. We need a signal because sometimes light is a signal. When, when you're driving down the street, there are lights that tell you what to do. There's lights. There's orange lights that mean caution. There's something up ahead. There's red lights that tell you to stop. There's, there, there's yellow lights that tell you to slow down. There's green lights that tell you when to go. Sometimes the light is your signal. So in order for you to make the gate, in order for you not to miss the gate, you have to also be in tune with the light. Okay, so so we have to we have to make sure we have to make sure you got to understand that the, the Bible says that only a few will find it. What that means is the road to eternal life, the road to salvation is available to all, but only a few are going to make it. It's available to everybody, but everybody won't follow the signals. All right. 
It's available to everybody, but everybody won't take heed to the warnings. So we might miss the gate. We might, we, we might, and, 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 and sometimes uh, let, let's, let's bring it down on the scale. Okay, okay, you're not going to miss the gate to salvation, but you might have missed your exit for, for some stuff. You, you might have stayed on a roll way too long. You might have missed your exit, and in essence, you missed your blessing because you, you didn't pay attention to the signals. You didn't pay attention to the lights. You didn't pay attention to, to you, were, you, were at, you were at a crossroads uh, uh, and it said it said uh, uh, left or, or turn on green arrow only. Uh, and because you got impatient, uh, you decided to jump in another lane and continue to go straight because because it took longer for the green arrow to come up than the green light to come up. And you got impatient. So you went and switched lanes. And now that you don't switch lanes, you done missed out. Right. So 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 we have to make sure that we're paying attention to the light because the Bible says that small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only few will find it. OK, so so so, yes, that's right, Ashley. That means if the if the if the gate to eternal life is narrow. We can logically deduct. That the path to sin is broad. All right. So 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 we have to we have to be careful uh, with that. OK, we got two minutes. Last 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 uh, scripture. Uh, let's go back to the book of Psalm Psalm uh, Psalm uh, 27. Right there, at verse one, Psalm 27, right there, at verse one. All right. The Lord is my light and salvation. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Again, this recaps everything we've already been talking about. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He's my light and my salvation. He's the light that saved me because I was wandering around in darkness, couldn't see where to go, couldn't see what to do, had no clue what was coming up ahead, had no clue when the duck, had no clue when the bob or when the weave. I, I didn't know what was going on. I was just uh, uh, wandering aimlessly to and fro. Uh, and the light stepped in, the light stepped in uh, and saved me out of my darkness. He saved me out of my dark place. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's funny that the enemy has this trick. The enemy has this trick where the enemy really only wants to show himself in the dark. So things are scary in the dark. When the Bible says that Satan is like, I told you about that, like Satan is like a roaring lion seeing, walking to and fro, seeing who he might be able to devour. See, he makes a lot of noise. And if he's in the dark, he'll look real scary in the dark. But when you shine the light on him, you'll see that he ain't really got as much power as we give him. Uh, and so and so he says, whom shall I fear? I don't I don't have a reason to be afraid because of the light. I can see. I can see clearly now. I, I, I can see because I have the light. So there's 
nothing uh, uh, that should that should catch me by surprise. And if it does happen to catch me by surprise, that's okay because the Lord is also the strength of my life. So even if something catches me by surprise, I still got the light. So I still see my path. I still see where I need to be. And even if something catches me by surprise, the Lord is also the strength of my life. So even though you might have knocked me down, you didn't knock me out and I can still see my way. So I'm you you might have knocked me down, but I but I but I can get back up because the Lord is the strength of my life. I can I can keep fighting uh, because he's the strength of my life. Yeah. I mean, I can I can take a punch. See, a lot of times if you if you look at if you look at the sport of boxing, a lot of times what you'll find is uh, that that the greatest boxers, the greatest boxers make a career on not being hit. Uh, but what the testament is that separates the real greats uh, from the fake ones is not who can avoid getting hit, but who can really take a hit. See, can you can you take a hit? and keep moving the lord if the lord is the strength of your life and his here it is if the lord is the strength of your life and bible says that his strength is made perfect in your weakness when you get knocked down is when the enemy should really be most worried because when i'm at my weakest point is when god is at his strongest point and if he's the strength of my life when i'm having problems is when he shows up the most so the enemy really messed up by knocking you down because it's at the moment that he knocks you down that god steps in as the strength of your life and so now realistically realistically yeah we, we ought to be able to take some punches right on the chin because as soon as we get knocked down we don't got to worry about getting knocked out because the lord is also not just my salvation but he's also the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid if god is my strength if god is my source and my resource if god is my strength who shall i be afraid of if god says you if god says I cannot lose. I cannot fail. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I'm in you. You, you got to win. So what you what, what you scared of? See, see what you got to understand is half the battle is being willing to fight it. And what you'll understand about dealing with God is, is that because he is the strength of your life and when you really understand what that means, you'll understand that all I got to do is be ready to fight, but really God will fight for me. Okay. Yeah. All, all, all I got to do, all I got to do, all I really got to do is be about that life. All I really got to do is just be willing. And then out of my willingness, he'll step in and take care of it. This is why the battle of Jericho involved no punches. <laughs> it involved no kicks, no swords, no arrows, no nothing. But it's referred to as the battle of Jericho. Why? Because all they had to do was be obedient and show up for the fight and then watch God fight the battle for them. God takes Gideon and Gideon, he says, says to Gideon, Gideon, you got too many people. Gideon only had about 10,000 people and, and, and he was getting ready to fight against about 150,000 people. And God said, you still got too many with your 10,000 people. God takes them down to 300 people. Gideon says, I'm not a fighter myself. You got me leading some people. I would be OK if I had enough people to have my back. But you want me to take these 300 people and go up against 150,000 people. How is it that? And God says, all you got to do is show up. And if you show up. I'll take care of the rest. 
So, 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 so the beautiful part about having the light, the Lord as your light and your salvation is the fact that not only with him being the light, get this. Remember, we talked about this in the beginning. If he's your light and your salvation, then he's made the path clear uh, so you can see clearly what you need to do. Uh, he's given you a reflection. He's made you a reflection of him. Uh, so you are a resemblance of his power. And then it also ignites. So he's given you some he's given you some power inside of you. So now all you got to do is show up. Why? Because I have the light. All right. Now we went over a little bit. It's 805. Um, but, but me and Jesus, Jesus, my light, if you don't get anything else, if you don't get anything else from tonight, 